remember to give God thanks this week. Gather your family around you. Thank God for the goodness of the Lord in our lives. We owe Him so much. We owe Him so much. As a matter of fact, when I got down early, early this morning in my office, I woke up about 4 o'clock this morning. When I got here, I, I just couldn't do anything but thank God. Thank God. There's an old song that says, When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that He's done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. Thank God. Somebody shout thank God. Thank God for saving me. Hallelujah. I don't know what else we're going to do this morning. I'll be honest with you. I didn't come with a sermon. I just came with a heart full of thanks today. just came to give God some praise on this Sunday morning for the goodness of God. Waiting on a pretty sermon today, you probably won't get it out of me. Let's pause right now. Linda and and Gary Moore had to leave because Linda's mother is in the hospital, the emergency room. They said it does not look good. That is Sister Self. She is a minister's wife and a good godly woman. And she needs prayer today. Would you pray for her right now? Father, would you touch Sister Self? you have on her today. Let that family be comforted this morning. The hand of God be upon her. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know why I feel like doing this. Come here, Brother Hodge. Come here. Just need a testimony. I tell the goodness of God today. I love this man. He and his wife come apart from our church. How many of you love the Lord today? Amen. How many of you truly thankful for all that He's done for you? Amen. I don't know about you, but when I survey all that I've been through, all I can find is to be thankful for the goodness and the mercy of the Lord. A lot of times we get caught up looking for the will of God. We try to find whatever the will of God is. But this is what the Word of the Lord said. He said, in everything, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. I'm telling you, if you can learn to be thankful in whatever season you're in, in whatever situation or circumstance you find yourself in, you're going to walk right smack dab in the middle of the will of God for your life because God is always going to be with that person who knows how to give him thanks. I'm thankful for his goodness today. I'm thankful for his mercy today. When nothing else would work, he was there. I'm thankful for him today. Woo! Hallelujah. Reading today from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Boy, what a chapter. Let me tell you where this, the scripture that I'm about to read today, I read it and preached from it for the first time when I was 18 years old. It was the first sermon I ever preached. Y'all better pray it's better today than it was then. I got cranked up and started and couldn't find a stopping place. 
I've learned better since then because I've learned people stop before I do. Amen. But I want to read a little bit because it's very important today. Really, this is the first sermon I ever preached. But I just felt it so strongly this week. It's Thanksgiving time. So today we'll have a lot to do with Thanksgiving. And we ought to always be thankful. Thank you, Brother Hodge, for that word this morning. The Bible said, this is the will of God. In all things, give thanks. That means when your car breaks down, when the refrigerator quits working, when the kids get sick, when there's money in the bank, and when there's no money in the bank, in all things. Somebody say all things. You always give thanks unto God. There have been times when I've had a little car issue or something only to find there was a bad wreck up the road. God might have been sparing me from that. I don't know. But in all things give thanks. Aren't you glad for the word of the Lord today? Here it is in verse 10. Let me read it to you. This is right after Moses told the children of Israel, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. We believe that. And he told them how to teach it to their children. But in verse 10 he said, And it shall be, when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not and houses full of all good things, which thou fillest not, and wells digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Then beware, somebody say beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. My subject today wasn't that many years ago, but my subject today is simply this. And I want you to say it with me. Never forget. Look at your neighbor and say, never forget. Never forget. And you may be seated. What an awesome command. From the man of God that was leading the children of Israel. But what he's simply saying is that you're going to be blessed. You're going to a place that God promised you. You're going to a place that flows with milk and honey. It is the land, your destiny, to be in a place that the Lord swore that he would give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And when you get there, you're going to have many blessings. The Bible said that he's going to give you great and goodly cities. It's going to be a place where you're going to live and dwell in places and in houses that you had nothing to do with building. And, and, and you're going to have houses full of good things, he said, and you didn't put them there. They're going to be filled, but you didn't do that. There's going to be wells that are great drinking water wells that you're going to partake of that you had nothing to do with digging. 
You're going to have vineyards and olive trees and you're going to be in a place where it's going to be beautiful and there's going to be great things come. But just remember this. You had nothing to do with where you're going. You're only going there because I swore it to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And he said, so when you get there, and you have eaten well, and you are full, and whenever things great, and whenever things look good, when you're enjoying the blessings of God, I want to warn you today. He said, I want you to beware. I want you to be careful. I don't want you to forget that God is the one that gave you what you have. He brought you out of a land of Egypt. And He put you in this place that God is going to give you. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you it is a human tendency to forget what God has done for us. Sometimes we get so caught up in the things that we have, the things that we own, the things that we are blessed with. I submit to you today, there's not one in this building that will not eat a good meal on Thanksgiving Day. There's not one that had to walk to church this morning. There's not one that didn't have clothes to put on, had shoes on your feet. There's not one in this room today that has not felt the presence of the Almighty God in this room this Sunday morning. But let me tell you, we had nothing to do with where we are. We're only here by the grace and the mercies of God and because He brought us to this place and we better never forget. Somebody say never forget. How many times, as a matter of fact, I, I, it just popped up this week. I don't even know who it is or where it come from. But there was a, there was a guy and his wife that were walking out of an office and the janitor was there. And, and, and the lady spoke to the janitor and when he looked up, she called him by name and she said, Hey, I, I didn't realize you worked here. And, uh, he said, Yes, I'm the janitor. This is my new job. And, and she said, Well, this is my husband. He's the CEO of this company. And it was just a little story. I don't even know where it come from. Don't know any names. But when they walked off, she looked at her husband, who was a CEO, and said, that was my first boyfriend. Of course, he bristled a little bit. He didn't know that when he hired him as the janitor. And he said, your first boyfriend, well, be glad you married me. Because you could be the janitor's wife instead of the CEO's wife. And she stopped him and said, no. Be mad you married me because when you wanted to quit college, I wouldn't let you. And when the business was failing, I'm the one that said we ain't quitting. Be glad you married me. You didn't get here by yourself. I helped get you here, and if I didn't get you here, you wouldn't be the CEO of the company. And I took note of that little story. I 
matter of a fact, I already knew what I was preaching today when I saw that. But let me tell you something. You didn't get here of your own merit. You didn't make it here with your own hands. You didn't get here by your own traveling. You didn't do this by yourself. I want to tell you why I'm behind this pulpit today. I want to tell you why I breathe in God's good air. And at 66 years old, I got good health because of the goodness of God. I have more to thank Him for. I can never forget where He brought me from. I can never forget what He's done for me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, my soul cries hallelujah. 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 It reminds me of a story in the New Testament in the book of Luke. I've used it several times through the years at Thanksgiving time. In the 17th chapter, there was some, there's a story where Jesus entered into a certain village and there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. You must understand what a leper done. A leper in that day was not allowed to live in his own home. He wasn't allowed to congregate with the people of the town. He wasn't allowed to be with his family because he had leprosy. He was an outcast. He was put outside the city. And when anybody came near him, he had to shout, I am a leper. You can't get near me. I am a leper. I got a problem in my life. I need help, but I don't have any help because it's an incurable disease. The Bible said when Jesus entered, they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go. Here's what he said. He didn't say you're healed. He didn't say because you asked for mercy. I'm going to touch you today. He just said, go show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, somebody say as they went. Sometimes God just asks you to do a little something. And when you start to do it, all of a sudden there's a miracle that transpires in your life. But the Bible said, as they went, they were cleansed. Can you get the picture this morning of ten guys headed down the road? Going to see the priest, not even knowing what was going to happen, but they took Jesus at his word. Let me tell you what, they looked down and all of a sudden the sores were drying up. The sores were, were, were vanishing on them. They began to feel a little something in their body. Because when you obey the word of God, there's a miracle coming to your life. And, and, and as they went, the Bible said, they were cleansed. Ten of them. Do you hear me? Ten. Ten of them were cleansed. What, look what the next scripture said in verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. And with a loud voice, he glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. He was a half-breed. He didn't, he wasn't even a Jew. He, he was those, he was one of those that the Jews literally hated. He was a half-breed. Let me tell you something. He came back to worship and he fell at the feet of Jesus and Jesus answering said, 
Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are none not found that they, they're not found that return to give glory to God. Save this. And he called him a stranger because he was a Samaritan. You know what it is? It was a spirit of unthankfulness that got a hold of nine of them. They could care less about how it came. They could care less about how they got healed. They just were concerned that they felt better. The sores were gone. They were cleansed. And so they just went their merry way. But one guy, one guy did what every one of them should have done. And Jesus said, where are the nine? Why didn't they come back and fall on their face toward me and worship me because I healed them? There were only, there was only one, but there were nine that went their merry way. Ladies and gentlemen, the spirit of the nine is upon the homes and the voices and the people of America and the rest of the world. We are unthankful and it is a sign of the last day. I'm preaching to you this morning because I want that spirit out of me. I want it away from me. I want it away from you. I want you to understand today that you owe thanks to God for the goodness of God in your life. If God's cleansed you, don't you keep walking. If God's healed you, don't you keep walking. If God saved you, don't you keep going the other way. If God's performed a miracle, don't you ignore that for a minute. I'm telling you, we ought to be thankful for the goodness of God today. feel the Holy Ghost in what I'm saying here today. Thank you, Brother Hodge. You lit my fire today. In all things. Somebody said, in all things. In all things give thanks. That's what the Bible said. In all things. I, I got to think of this morning of people in this building that I know what God has done for you. I know your stories. I know your life. I know where God picked you up from. I'm a good mind today to have a testimony service. I, I, and I may do it before it's over with. But you see, there's some people here that were deep, deep in sin. Now let me tell you my story, okay? God didn't bring me out of drugs. God didn't deliver me from alcohol. I I've never had a nicotine problem. I don't know anything about that kind of world. But let me tell you what he did for me. He put me in a good Christian home. And he gave me a good Christian mama. And he gave me a good Christian daddy. And he kept me. I didn't say he brought me out. He kept me from the things of this old world. I'm here to thank him every day. I don't have any nicotine stains on my fingers. I don't have any repercussions from a past life of drugs. But I am thankful today for the blessings of God in my life. See, that's not all it is to it. That's not all it is to it. I, a song came to me this week. And, it, and it, you, some of you will recognize it because it's an old song. But, but this, is, this is what it said. I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There have been times that I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave me consolation that my trials come only to make me strong. And the Course said, through it all, through it all, 
through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. Ah, I don't give the credit to anybody but Him today. I didn't do it. You didn't do it. God did it. Hallelujah. I don't deserve any credit. God deserves the credit today. Through it all. Through it all. He said it again. Andre Crouch wrote, here's what he said. I've been to lots of places. I've seen a lot of faces. There have been times I felt so all alone. But in my lonely hours, that's those precious lonely hours. Jesus let me know that I was His own through it all. Through it all. Why am I here today? I'm here to tell Jesus, thank you because through it all you've been God in my life. I'm refusing to walk away and leave and walk down the road with an unthankful spirit. You see, here's the deal. The Bible said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, This know also, that in the last days, is there anybody here that believes we're living in the last days? In the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. It's a sign of the last days. It tells us where we are. I don't mean to be ugly here today, but i got to be truthful with you. The first truth is I forgot my handkerchief. But I can fix that. Here's the truth of the matter. We've raised a generation called millennials that won't everything without doing nothing. I'm not politicizing anything, but let me tell you something. Socialism is one step away from communism. We don't need socialism in America. We don't need to take, this is not Robin Hood's hour. Take from the rich and give to the poor. I believe that's biblically wrong. Now, I'll just lost some of you right there. You'll get back on this train in a minute. Just, just stay at the station. Don't leave. I'm not here to talk about politics. I could care less about that. But we've raised a generation that because everything is handed to them, they want everything given to them. Come on now. You know I'm telling you the truth. You, you know I'm telling you. If you're raising kids in this hour, you know exactly what I'm saying. And the reason a young generation wants socialism because they don't have to work for nothing. The Bible said if you don't work, you don't eat. I wish I had that long arm old brother Thompson Harold gave me many years ago. I'd pat myself on the back right now. Because I'm doing good. You see, here's the problem. I'm not talking about who's going to get elected, who's running for what. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you is it's a, a sign of the end when people are unthankful. 
They are unthankful. Let me tell you the reason we're here today is because somebody else paved the way. Because Jesus paid the price. Because we're here by the mercies and grace of God. You say, preacher, you telling me I didn't get anything by working? Oh yeah. When you work, you're rewarded for your work. That's biblical. That's scripture. But need you not think, my dear friend, that you got here without the grace of God and without the help of God. The only reason you got a business, the only reason you got a company, the only reason you got a job is because God gave it to you and the Lord helped you to attain what you have. That's why you're here today. Oh, but Paul said, Timothy, be careful, because in the last days he named an all, a bunch of stuff, but right in the middle of that he stuck unthankful. I heard a story many years ago. It's a little comical, but it's so it's so true. A woman took her son into the shoe store and and was going to buy him a pair of shoes. And the nice shoe salesman he he gave the son a, an apple, just being real kind. Gave him an apple. And the mother was going to be the right mother and said, Now, son, what do you, what do you say to the, to the good man? He handed it back to him and said, Peel it. That's where we are. We got the spirit of the nine on us. We want to walk away from what God's done in our life. If I could today, I'd have every one of you rise and just start telling what God has done in your life. Because I know He's brought us through surgeries. He's brought us through family issues. He's brought us through sickness. He's brought us through trouble. He's brought us through pain. He's brought us... We've had a lot of valleys. We've had a lot of sickness and trials in our life. We have a lot of things that have tried our faith. But here we are today in the presence of the Almighty. And we're here because He brought us here. Hallelujah. I don't want to live in a house I didn't build and eat from vineyards that I didn't plant and drink from wells that I didn't dig without saying thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Let me tell you, I couldn't go today without men, without mentioning my old dad who's gone on to be with the Lord. Let me tell you, he gave blood, sweat and tears for this place. He gave his very life for this place. I don't know why I would think that I've done anything special. I'm here today only because of the goodness of God. Anybody here got anything to be thankful for? Anybody here glad the what God's done in your life? Don't be like the nine. Be like the one. You make your mind up today. Let this world do what they want to do. Let them go the way they want to go. Let them have their own mind if they want to. But as for me, I'm going to fall at the feet of Jesus today. And I'm going to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because through it all, I've learned to trust you. I've learned to hold on to you. I've learned to depend upon your word. Thank you, Lord. I've had good times and I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days, had some sleepless nights. 
But when I look around and I think things over all my good days outweigh my bad days I can't complain God is so good to me He is so good to me more than this world could be He's so good to me His Spirit came to me and brought me victory God is so good to me I can't complain I didn't come to sing a special today but that's way down deep in here that's way down deep in here Sometimes the clouds are low. I can hardly see the road. I ask a question. Lord, why so much pain? But He knows what's best for me. Although my weary eyes, they can't see. So I'll just say thank you, Lord. I won't complain. God is so good to me. Oh, yes, He is. He is so good to me. More than this world could be. Think about it. He's so good to me. His Spirit came to me. And brought me victory. God is so good to me. I can't complain. When you get to houses that you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant, wells you didn't dig, when you're full and when you're blessed, be careful. Be careful, lest you forget God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. I feel the Holy Spirit of God in this room right now. I feel Him in this house right now. I feel Him in this house. Jesus, I will never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. I'll never forget how you brought me out. I'll never forget. No, never. That's why David picked up his pen. You can stand with me all over the house. And he said, Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. In another place, he said, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. In a very familiar scripture, he said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. It's thanksgiving. 
Shelly, would I embarrass you if I had you up here today to help me? intend to do this. This is Shelly. This is my niece. You know what? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to let her tell you whatever she wants to tell you, but I want her. I want you to just give a little testimony of what God's done in your life over the last few months. history um, I, I had a, a huge grudge against my inner lane in Uncle Danny for years I didn't understand it until just here recently but I, I, I fought against him I, I raged against him I spoke horribly against him and they never did anything against me But I'm sure they prayed for me a lot. I found myself, um, I'm a prodigal. I knew the Lord and, I, you know, of course, my family. But um, back in July, my fourth time in prison this year, and I knew it was God trying to drive me back home. But nobody would take my calls, not even my free phone calls. And uh, that's a horrible and sad place to be. But I remembered my Uncle Danny's phone number. And even as recent as when my mother passed, I just raged at him with hate and anger. He still answered the phone. But um, while I was in jail, they didn't even have a bed for me. I was laying on the cold concrete floor. And uh, it was me and about 15 other girls. We were trying to, it was a horrible place. They didn't let us outside or anything, so we were trying to think of ways to uh, pass the time, make the time go by faster. I don't know what made it happen. I rolled over, laying on that floor, and I said, well, have y'all ever thought about maybe doing a Bible study, getting the Word of God? And um, as they started doing the Bible study, I laid on the floor, and I, I said, God, I don't even care if you set me free from jail. But just set me free. Come into my life and set me free. And he did. And um, I went to three different jails from that place. Of course, I'm blowing my Uncle Danny's phone up the whole time. But, uh, and he answered all my calls. And um, he talked to me about the Lord. And I told him that, um, you know, I had rededicated my life to God. But through those times I went to three different jails and um, every jail that I went into I promised God and um, I still say this today whatever he wants me to do I don't care I didn't want to be in jail but I wanted to whatever he wanted me to do every jail I went into every courtroom every van ride to the courts uh, we had Bible studies I seen countless miracles uh, I seen people set free I prayed for people and I um, Anyway, since then, um, of course, I'd lost contact with my children because of the choices I'd made in my life. And um, since then, when I got out of jail, um, I didn't really have a place to go. 
And Uncle Danny, you know, even after all the anger and just horrible things, it was the enemy had closed my mind to them as being a source of help. But the enemy knew that they would give me Jesus. So he kept me so angry and so mad. But um, God told me, you know, go to them and tell them that Jesus resides within you now. And that you're sorry. And I did. And they just opened up their home to me and their life. And uh, my relationship with my children is being restored. God's given me so many things and promises. Um, the Lord told me that he was going to restore everything that the enemy took from me. My son yesterday when I went to visit them, I could tell you so many things that have happened. Miracles. Just answer prayer. But uh, we needed something. And he said, well, I know what you're going to do, Mama. You're going to pray about it. And I said, are you making fun of me? He said, "He said no. He said, but that's what you do when you need something now. You go to God. And it happens. So it's, it's just in this short little time, God's doing wonderful things. And I know that my children are going to be saved. It says everything that the locusts ate. God is going to give it back. I have no doubt, and I say it very loud and very clear, devil, you cannot have my family. You cannot have my children. I don't care what's happened or what he thinks is happening. The Lord told me, my children, I dedicated my children to the Lord years ago, and we will be working for the Lord, every single one of them. My brother, Darrell Wayne DeMoss, claims not to believe in God, but I claim and I believe right now that his heart is being made hungry, that he's going to be saved, and his life is going to be transformed. I believe that, and I want y'all to pray with me. I have five beautiful boys. I have one that is in Green Oaks Detention Center right now. He needs God, and I believe God is moving even in that detention center. We're going to be up here, or we're going to be on a platform somewhere in this world declaring the Word of God, what He's done for our life, and we're going to be world changers, life changers, all for the glory of God. That's all it's going to be. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I couldn't have done none of it without God. I haven't done anything, but I wouldn't be here without God. I would be in a prison, or I would be in, in a grave. And that's what I know, and I thank Jesus for that. I thank God for my inner lane and understanding and everything that they're doing, and thank you for letting me speak. That's, that's thanks. God is so good to me. He is so good to me. More than this world could be. Yes, it did, and brought me victory. God is so good to me. I can't complain. I don't want you to leave this house today and forget what I've said.
let these words please lodge in your brain somewhere this week. Never forget. Come here, Donna. We got time. Come here, Donna. What a testimony she has. Make it short, but give you a testimony. I just want to say, probably 30 years ago, I was in a really, really bad spot in my life. I was a single mom, small child, no education. Only had a 10th grade education. And God has been so good to me. Who would have ever thought, with just a 10th grade education, that not only would I have one college degree, but I have two and God has blessed me with a good husband we've been married almost 30 years and he has blessed us with a business that no matter what happens around us we still survive and prosper and I give God all the glory see thankful come here Ronnie Culp I didn't intend to do this today, but these folks are helping me lodge this in your mind. Here's one of our, he's not real new, he's been around a year or so, but I'm going to tell you, Ronnie Culp was at the bottom, God got him. I'm going to tell you like told Donald, now take it, take just a minute and tell. If he starts talking, he can tell you all day what God's done for him, I can tell you that, ain't that right? Everybody. 
about me. Now my prayer is, God, you send someone to me today that I can bless your kingdom. Isn't that awesome? I'd sing a little bit, but you're ready to go eat, and I'm, I'm through. I just want to tell you, Thanksgiving time, never, 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 never. If God's ever healed your body, if God's ever touched your family, if God's ever done a miracle in your life, if God's filled you with the Holy Ghost, that's the greatest gift of all. If you've been buried in water in the name of Above every name, the name of Jesus. Everything that God has ever done to, for you, never, never, never forget. The danger of forgetting is that then you get to thinking you did it with your own hands. The danger is that you think you, you did it all by yourself. Let me tell you something, honey. I don't mean to be crude and ugly, but God could jerk the rug out from under your feet so fast, you won't even know what happened. You don't want that to happen. One of the worst things that ever happened in the Scriptures in Romans chapter 1, where the Bible said they worship the creature more than the Creator, and so God just turned them over to themselves. You don't want God to turn you over to you. You better, you better hope God turns you over to Him. Because if God turns you over to yourself, you're in trouble. My message to you today is keep giving Him praise. Keep giving Him glory. Keep giving Him honor. Keep thanking Him every day. Don't just do it on Thanksgiving week. It's just a time that it brings it to our attention. Thank Him every day. Thank Him every day. Thank Him for your wife. Thank Him for your husband. Thank Him for your kids. Thank Him for your house. Thank Him for your church. Thank you for the food you eat. Thank you for the car you drive. Thank you for the clothes you wear. Thank you for the job you have. But when you get through with all that, thank you for the Holy Ghost. And thank you for Calvary today. Never, never forget.